Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Kathy Spangler. She's the executive director of the 2019 Commemoration. Kathy, welcome to the show. Welcome, Ned. Thanks so much, Kevin. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you guys are, are doing is actually really innovative and cool. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. I grew up in uh, oh, many places, but I call New England home. Okay, very cool. From, uh, mm-hmm. So you went to university. What did you take and why? So when I went to school, I started out as a physical education major, but changed my major to parks and recreation because I wanted to work with people of all ages. Okay, very cool. Uh, and so got my undergraduate degree and, and spent 10 years working at a community level and then worked 20 years for the National Recreation and Park Association, really helping communities all across the country uh, around quality of life issues and, and community well-being. And I had the opportunity to uh, work with um, America's Promise Alliance with uh, General Colin Powell and then cool. most recently worked with Save the Children, leading all of our U.S. domestic programs, making sure that young people have a great start in life. Very cool. No, that's awesome. So walk us through what you're doing now and how you guys came up with the app. So in 2015, I um, decided I needed to get a a different pace in my life. And so I threw my hat in the ring to to lead Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia's 400th anniversary commemoration uh, of key historic events that occurred in Virginia in 1619. You know, Virginia is the birthplace of America. Jamestown is where it all started. Um, and in 2007, there was a commemoration 400 years for the arrival. But 12 years later in the colony, there were some really extraordinary things that were happening that still influence America today, from the first representative legislative assembly to the arrival of the first enslaved Africans, a very difficult part of our history, sure. um, the recruitment of English women in significant numbers, sort of the first mail order brides, if you will, to create permanency in the colony. And and then also the first English Thanksgiving. And as I said, I'm from New England, but I've learned in the last uh, four years that the first uh, Thanksgiving actually was here on the shores of, of the James River um, at Berkeley Plantation. And then, of course, we're focusing on the innovation and entrepreneurial spirit of that first Virginia company, that colony. Sure. Um, as we like to say, Virginia was America's original startup. Interesting. I, I never thought of it like that, but... That totally makes sense, and and that's actually really cool. Well, it is because it was uh, England was outsourcing enterprise and discoveries in the New World. Now it was challenging because, of course, the invasion of our native lands and all of the things that are part of our four hundred year arc of history. But this commemoration really is about Virginia to America, our four hundred year arc of democracy, diversity, and opportunity. And so when I was hired. I said, how am I going to do all this? Um, how are we going to bring this commemoration to life? 
And there were a few challenges for me. Um, They wanted national and international significance. They wanted to bring new generations to history. Uh, And we needed to tell these stories authentically and genuinely. And it very early on, um, I said, we need to build an app for this. Okay. Because there's no, particularly with, I'll use the example of the African-American narrative and, and history. It's challenging. It's difficult. A lot of it took place here in Virginia or it started here. Okay. Um, and, and so how were we going to, with fidelity, tell these stories? Sure. Um, so we asked our Library of Virginia and Virginia Humanities to curate a list for us, because I'm not the expert on the history, but we asked them to curate a list of about 400 stories of places and people of Virginia's 400-year arc of history that would be of interest to for education purposes and for tourism purposes. So those sure. are really the two primary focus areas. So they went about two years working on curating it. They came up with 21 different narratives from civil rights, African-Americans to women, um, to religious liberty. I mean, so much happened here in Virginia and it's complicated. And so we then went about building an app that would give people a couple of things, um, just enough information to learn about these stories. And most people don't know about Barbara Johns, but if you know about Brown versus Board of Education uh, and that landmark Supreme Court case that was start, the start of desegregation, two-thirds of the plaintiffs were from here in Virginia. It wasn't just Kansas. Oh, and so there's just tremendous stories that impact all of Americans because in 1619, all of America was Virginia. So the app was designed for education and tourism. It has some really unique features in that it allows people to get a vignette, a sort of summary story in 90 words. It allows for you to go through and look at the primary resource so students can use it um, with fidelity in their their classrooms. It has website linkages and all of that. But we also have a near-me feature so that if you're traveling in Virginia and you're anywhere, and again, our funding primarily comes from the Virginia General Assembly, so we made sure that every district was represented in the app. So anywhere you go in Virginia, you could click on the Near Me feature, and it would tell you how close you are to places of Virginia's history so that you could either learn about it or visit it. Um, you could tag it. Uh, you could social around it so you could check in. Um, so it's been um, really fascinating to to bring this forward because we also know that we're going to be the first digital commemoration ever. There were no social media tools in 2007. Uh, And so we're really focused on new generations looking at history through a contemporary lens, not just thinking 1619 is static, uh, but that what happened in 1619 is still relevant today. And so the app really created an all-inclusive statewide approach It reaches multi-generations because if you've got family visiting or you love history or you're sitting in your on your couch at home, you know, it's sort of that anytime, anywhere you could access the commemoration and be part of it. No, that's that's very cool. And I also was noticing you guys also have um, like you have a 12 best U.S. family vacations for 2019. So you mix kind of present day obviously all the way back to the beginning right and and that's what i thought was Mm -hmm. really cool that you could basically be looking at something that's hundreds of years old and then 
the next thing in the list is like, oh, you could, it, it's very much something I could go to like right now if I'm in Virginia, right? Which, which is really cool how technology bridges that gap. Well, and that's the point. I mean, our, uh, most people think that history is ancient. Sure. But if you think about it, um, it, it really is relevant today. And so we really have taken that 400-year arc approach and used the contemporary tools and the lenses to build relevance. I mean, in America today, democracy, diversity, and opportunity are, are very prevalent in our public discourse. They were in 1619 and the 400 years in between. And so there are these resonant themes that, um, and that's why we call the commemoration American Evolution because we are continually evolving. Technology just allows us to show it in brighter lights and more relevant lights for people today. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. But I'm, I'm curious to get but, your... You know, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you made the point of things to do contemporary. I mean, last week we honored women in the military at a major international tattoo um, uh, event. This Very weekend cool. we have commissioned a new ballet by Dance Theater of Harlem out of New York um, to really interpret the arrival of those first enslaved Africans at Old Point Comfort uh, in Virginia. And so, again, we're using great institutions, different approaches, whether that's an exhibition or performing arts or other tools to give people a relevant position and value to engage with our history in new and different ways. Sure. So you, you mentioned it, well, kind of, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on why people should care about history. I, I love history. I think it's fascinating. But I think a lot of people are, are skeptical and, and, and just don't seem to care about it. But why should people really care? They should care because the authentic stories of our forebearers need to be told and they sure. need to be understood. Because it gives us, you know, foundation. It's a foundational value. And, you know, Virginia is interesting. It, it has very challenging history. And, and many people even today think of Virginia in some very unique ways uh, in contemporary conflicts and issues. But the reality is Virginia has been really outstanding, I believe. And I'm not a native Virginian, um, so I'm, I'm an observer as well. Uh, but they've been very committed to the genuine and authentic stories. And so if you were to go to Monticello today, you would learn about Sally Hemings and the fact that she was a slave, but she was part of what made Monticello, you know, work. Similar at the other presidential homes or at so many institutions where they're either doing archaeology or they're doing interpretation of the people who live there. Um, being able to tell the authentic and genuine stories and not have them um, told by others. So we have a lot of descendants who are involved in the commemoration who actually have the real stories, right? Sure. Uh, it's their forebears that either came over on one of the ships or were part of, you know, the local government. Our Virginia Indians are very much involved. It was their land, their government when we arrived, the English. And so it's important because it's, it grounds us in the fact that we are continually striving as a nation. I mean, this notion of a more perfect union uh, has been since day one, and we need more truth around that. When people understand the truth and have unfettered access to the authentic stories of our history, 
then I think that it builds more relevance for who we are as a people today and what we want to be as a country tomorrow, quite frankly. And we hope that the, the app gives people pause, not only the vignettes to say, I had no idea that all of the Virginia Indians, for example, were wiped off the rolls. Um, the state uh, eradicated them from any records, and so they were lost to history. Wow. That's why they, it took so long for them to be nationally recognized. When you hear that these things happened, and even some of the things that happen in our lifetime, sure. you know, next year is the 100th anniversary of the women's right to vote. Wow. The suffrage movement. We'll be dedicating this fall the first amendment um, to women that will be on any state capital grounds in the country. So another Virginia first wow. um, to recognize all of the people that contributed to who we are as a country and how we've become um, today the United States of America. Sure. Well, and I also think, too, by understanding where you've come from, it can really help you either make better decisions going forward, and it can also make you not do repeat some of the mistakes that have been made in the past, right? We certainly hope so. I mean, we've got, for example, immigration is a very popular topic, topic across the country today. Um, we are a nation of immigrants, and we've got an, a special exhibition in Richmond this year um, showcasing 30 immigrants that have come to Virginia uh, in the last 50 years and showcasing their experience. And, and to a person, the, the impression of gratitude by these immigrants is just extraordinary. So get, when you get to know a person, you know, and this is where the high-tech, high-touch comes in. Sure. Technology allows us to convey this information, but it's not personal, right? It, right. It, it works really hard to be, but to really get a sense of who people are um, and, and what their experience is, if we had more compassion towards understanding each other's situations, technology can help us do it better. Sure. But I think the commemoration is giving us an opportunity to tell the stories of, of these people and these places that really have been important, like Fort Monroe, which was where the first enslaved uh, Africans arrived, but it's also the place where um, slavery started to unravel when they were considered contraband of war uh, during the Civil War. And so I've just been fascinated by learning about the history, seeing people interact with it, sure. using the technology tools, and then being inspired to go visit and to participate uh, in the things that make our history come to life each and every day. Sure. It is very cool to go somewhere that some big historical event happened hundreds of years ago, right? And you're standing right there. I, I, at least I think that's really cool and fascinating. And in Virginia, it's on every block. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool. the amazing thing. It's um, There's so much history here, whether you, whatever, you know, century you're thinking of or what, angle you take, um, it probably started here. And so the commemoration is really special in that we're aggregating all this content, not for the sake of building an app, but right. for the sake of presenting this information in ways that are useful in one sure. hand as a tourist for wayfinding, but for others who want to learn more um, of, you know, at, at students of all ages, as I like to say. Sure. And so, you know, we're welcoming the entire country to Virginia in 2019. Uh, we're welcoming the world here, 
and we're making it accessible even if you can't come. And that's what I think the app is so magical about is that people can still participate and experience knowing about this history wherever they are, um, wherever they are. No, that, yeah, I think that's that's very cool. But I want to talk a little bit more about some of the challenges around actually building the app because there's a ton of content in there and curating that content from a bunch of different organizations and people and probably governments and libraries was probably an astronomical amount of work. Do you want to talk about some of the ways that you actually got this thing made and pulled off? Because that in itself is quite impressive. Well, it was a two-year journey, and okay. we had the vision for the app, and we, we literally first set our criteria forth, you know, that we wanted to represent four centuries, that we wanted to be about the not only the historical events of 1619, but the themes of the commemoration, democracy, diversity, and opportunity, right. and that we wanted to be in every district, um, and that education and tourism were our focus points. Um, and so we went to the experts. There are a couple of really well-known repositories for this kind of information in the Commonwealth, and most states have a library. Most states have a, an organization of the humanities. But to my, to my thinking, there are repositories that are really well designed for scholars. Okay. And so we really wanted to have something that was for the every man, every person, uh, to be able to have accessibility to this information and to make it, it, it informative, if not even enjoyable to learn about. Um, and so the criteria was really important. You, you hit the nail on the head talking about all of the stakeholder groups and sure. that, you know, we're still getting calls today from folks who want to get in the app. And the beauty of the design of the app is after the commemoration, they can be added. Yeah, very but cool. But for the commemoration, we really said, okay, we're going to narrow it. We're going to be really intentional about exclusion um, and have balance across the Civil War. And, you know, so we're not heavy in one part over another of our history. And so it went through a number of reviews. How many times did we have this person versus that person? There was a lot of input. But at the end of the day, we haven't had one complaint. We that's haven't awesome. had. You know, so do, that's the due diligence is making sure that you have an agreement on criteria and you go about um, a straw man, you get it under review, you'd be generous about changes. You know, for us, part of the, the, the opportunity with designing and building the app was we co-opted over 200 partners overnight. Wow. And so for a lot of these places, you know, everybody knows Monticello. Right. But you may not know Historic Christ Church. And so for the little-known stories, I mean, it, we, we adopted partners who are helping us now be statewide with the commemoration because we're, we're amplifying them. And so much of the benefit is we're in all the visitor centers across the Commonwealth where, you know, we're all over with paid promotions for the app, which is great for our partners. And in turn, they're making the commemoration great for us. We got our State Department of Transportation to put special signs on historical markers the first time they ever did it Very cool. um, for the commemor for the sites for the commemoration. We gave everybody sort of a sort of road sign that they could put out in front of their establishment so they, they could be a Virginia History Trail app site. So, again, we've done more than just curate. We've done more than just 
you know, make ourselves feel good that we got the list right. Right. We've worked hard to make sure the stakeholders who are in the app are ready. They're open. Um, they're welcoming to visitors for the commemorative year. The app build itself. Yeah. I think that was the easiest part. Okay. Um, Can you elaborate on may that? Sound, well, we knew what we could afford and we knew what we wanted. Gotcha. Because I think we, we, we did exceedingly well on the um, education side. Again, just a tidbit, just enough to give people a story and whet their appetite to go find more. Sure. Um, so 900 words, that was, that was the limit. Um, and then the wayfinding piece, the, the near me feature, we hear tourists all the time saying, where do I go? What's around me? Sure. This app, which is the first in its country, I think states are going to want to hear about this and do it on their own, sure. you know, kind of re- replicate what we've done. But for tourists, it's a great wayfinding tool, uh, tool. And like I used to say, I like to say, you know, for people who live here, yep. who maybe don't think about their history as much as, as others visiting, you know, we're encouraging all Virginians to be tourists in their own town. Sure. So here's a tool to get people out, spend family time, um, see what's in their own community, support their institutions, large and small. And so it's got so many things attached to it. But the builders, um, they knew what we wanted. We specced it really well. Um, the features that we wanted were were not uh, difficult to do. And uh, as I said to you off offline, I think it's simply elegant because it's 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 simple to navigate. Sure. It's easy to follow. And and so far, obviously, we're excited that we won the Excellence and Immersive Experience uh, Media Excellence Award for the app and Best Mobile App uh, uh, last year as well. So thank you. You know, it's that's affirmation that the build um, matched the due diligence that we did to put the content together so that the builders could do what they do best and the historians could do what they do best. We never put them in a room together, uh, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Because they talk different languages. Yep. No fair. That's actually really good advice, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, it's go ahead. Sorry, everybody wants everybody wants to use technology, right? But if you have historians or any discipline, right, trying to do something that they're not the best at, then it often doesn't turn out well. And so we kept people focused on what they were best at, and I think that was one of our hidden success points. No, that's that's very cool. So, did you guys hire a team internally to build the app, or did you outsource it to a company, or or how did that work? We um, were a state agency, so we had uh, put we did a procurement and sent out an RFP, and okay. Hot House uh, down in Atlanta was the firm that won the the bid, and so we worked with Hot House and their contractors to to build the app and. Um, as I said, we've had no we've we've had a couple of upgrades, but that was sure. more enhancement. Sure, we've had no issues, so we were really pleased with Hot House's uh, efforts on the app. And I think the spec, you know, the spec was the most important thing for us to communicate what we wanted, present them with the content that uh, we had, and for them to to build the app. Uh, and we it was built in a matter of I think five months would, would be the build phase. Oh, that's pretty quick, actually. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So I, I'm curious, do you have any other advice for people that are looking to build maybe not similar apps, but I, I found 
um, sometimes working with these big organizations and inside government can can be quite challenging. But you guys obviously did it. It's been super successful. It's won some awards. Do you have any other advice for people that are looking to do something similar in their state that, you know, maybe can help them either some do's or some don'ts? Be really clear about what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. And don't try to build in. Don't try to build in the kitchen sink. Okay. Um, mission creep is is common whether you're in government or nonprofit or private sector. You know, you've got to stay focused on your purpose and your goals. You've got to be true to them. You've got to have ruthless exclusion uh, for things that are nice to do but are not need to do. Um, and you obviously got to stay on budget. And, and you need to do it with, I think, for us, this is a legacy uh, for the commemoration. It's not been built and then will go away. It right. will have a home. And, and so we designed it for long-term educational and tourism benefit. And I think that having a purposeful mission uh, can attract a lot of stakeholders who want to be part of things. But that's where your your commitment to being upfront and open, using the best, you know, the primary authorities. We had a great process. We had all of the right uh, groups and leaders uh, reviewing. And so the fidelity of that side, sometimes you focus on the, will the build have the right colors and the right, you know, all of the functionality. Um, but for projects like these that are sort of can be sweeping and large, include lots of stakeholders, you have to have as much fidelity to that end of the process. Um, and it's like building a website or sure. an app. You've got to have ruthless exclusion in mind. Yeah. And, and usually I find sometimes the stakeholders don't realize how much time and effort is needed on their end. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just you don't realize mm -hmm. how much stuff you need to review and approve and read and give your thoughts on, right? Well, there's nothing worse for a, a, an app developer developer to have a client that doesn't have their act together and can't give you the content you need to do your best work. Sure. Um, and that's that caught it, it becomes very costly. And so I think that's one thing our team did that really well is we delivered a pretty solid package of content ready to go. Nice. Uh, functionality, you know, spec for the app build itself. Um, and so doing the diligence if you want to do something like this is I think almost far more important than the, you know, the app build itself. I mean, on that side, it's about getting the right contractor who has the right capabilities to, to deliver on the promise of your project. Sure. So you mentioned it quickly, but I want to make sure we kind of cover it in depth. Obviously, 2020 and beyond, the app's going to be around. You guys will be adding new content. But do you have any features or, or other things that you would like to add in the coming years or it's kind of still undecided. I think one of the one it's, it's actually features that are in the app now, Okay. but have been underrealized. I mean, we've got a pretty big enterprise going here and this would be one thing I wish we would have done better. It's more in the execution following. Okay. Um, the app launch is we have the check-in. So literally we could mobilize people around, all of these sites. We could have the social connection right. for people visiting. We could do the statewide scavenger hunt for people who get check-ins or sites who promote downloads. 
there, there's a lot of activation, I guess is the word to be used, uh, potential for the app even now with its functionality. And so that would be one thing. We just ran out of time with the breadth and scope of what we're working on uh, to be able to really mobilize on that. But I hope in the future the app becomes a tool to really activate uh, engagement as well as participation and visitation. No, that that makes a lot of sense, and I'm I'm assuming too that as it spreads throughout uh, schools more and more too, right? And and more and more people hear about it in the coming years, they'll just keep at it, right? And then their mm-hmm. parents or or whatnot will start using it, and and I also think too, it's a really good family tool to do stuff that's maybe more cost effective, right? And, or free, uh, in your own city or town, and I think a lot of people, you kind of touched on it earlier. They live in a place, maybe their whole life, but they don't actually explore all the history that could be very close to them, right? It's so true. And we get caught up in our our busy lives and we drive right by things that are important to our nation's history or our community's history. And we take it for granted until we've got grandkids visiting or friends from the the other coast visiting and so on. And so we'll go to these places when we have guests and visitors, uh, but we forget to take advantage of so many jewels. Um, you know, the United States is so extraordinary in its preservation of its historic resources, its cultural resources, its natural resources, and tools like the app give people access to, well, I don't have to sit home alone this afternoon, or I can call somebody and we can go check it, do a walking trail. Sure. Um, and so it's, it's a useful tool for keeping people engaged and involved in their community. Very cool. So you touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, winning, you won a couple awards. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into why do you think these award shows are important and, and why do you think getting recognized for building innovative things is important? Well, um, I'll go right back to the beginning in 1619. You know, Virginia likes to take claim that we're America's original startup. Okay. And so to be part of the commemoration and not have innovation sure. uh, at our core um, would sort of miss the point. Uh, so that is, is one reason why for us it was important. You know, I also think that, you know, in this busy world, you need to use these tools. Uh, people are not going to take advantage of, you know, your resources, your programs, your facilities uh, in any sector, historic or not, uh, unless you use the tools that they're connected to every single day. And so it's Marketing 101 in 2019 to imagine that using technology in innovative ways to attract and engage audiences and purposeful things, your things, um, is, you know, is just really, I think, basically important. Um, and for us, it, it just it's part of who we are in our DNA that Virginia would want to present itself, whether it's the Women's Monument, first of, it, of its kind in the country, or uh, a new app that is both educational and, and tourism-friendly as a model for other states moving forward. We're excited about that in the Commonwealth. Sure. So are you going to eventually build a web version, or is it always just going to stay an app? Have you thought about that? Well, we do have, um, and this is where we, you know, we wanted to stay focused on what was usable. It's conceivable that could happen, but we already have these 
wonderful repositories right. um, of this history and primary sources that are used. Um, we all, you know, most local, tur- so we didn't want to compete with local tourism right. or the, the educational resources. So we really found a sweet spot. We didn't want to be all things to all people. We wanted gotcha. to be additive and innovative. Smart. And so the yeah. app was just that. It, it found a niche that allowed us to really break out uh, and add value. Sure. And you guys have an app for Android and iOS, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And free of charge. So we invite anyone who wants to learn about America's history, where it began in Virginia in 1619, you know, download the app and and, uh, catch us anytime, anywhere for the 2019 commemoration American Evolution. Sure. And it's called Virginia History Trails. Correct. Perfect. Um, and where else can people get more information about you guys? Do you want to mention your website and any other social media links? Sure. AmericanEvolution2019.com. You can see all of the events and activities and programs we've got uh, for educators. We've got a lot of primary education uh, resources that you can use in the classroom about the themes of the commemoration and this history. Uh, certainly the African-American uh, narrative and the, the women. Uh, our, our big hits, the democracy pieces as well. And then our hashtag commemorate 2019 um, is our social feeds. We've got some beautiful videos on our YouTube channel. Um, and so we've really focused on multimedia uh, assets. And so visit uh, the Virginia to America uh, video series on YouTube and visit our website for, for other information and just join us because this is American commemoration as well. Perfect, Kathy. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time of your day to be on the show and have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.